Hello, my name is Ed Frawley. My wife Cindy and I own Learbird. This is a good question on how much to feed a puppy when you first get them, especially when you want to train your puppy in reward-based training. Now, before I get into this and read it, I will say too that uh, if you have a question, you don't need to be a customer of a Learbird to ask a question on training, behavioral problems, breeding, uh, healthcare problems for your dog. If we can't answer it, we will. If you don't send enough information in the first email to Cindy, and you find it through the Ask Cindy portal on the front of our website, Learbird.com. So now, let me read this because I bred German Shepherds for working bloodline German Shepherds, German bloodlines, 35 years. Bred a lot of dogs for police service work, for working dogs, competition dogs, search and rescue dogs, and I know a thing or two about breeding, and the same goes for my wife. She's bred Malinois, Dobermans. First I'll read this, and then I'll talk a little bit about it. It says, hi Cindy, I'm a vet tech, and Cindy was a vet tech too for over 15 years. I'm a vet tech and have a solid foundation of canine behavior, but I happen to be out of town right now and have a puppy coming in three weeks. I would consider myself skilled in fear, free, and balanced approaches to training, but I'm not sure what fear free means in training. Is that the opposite of reward-based training? Is fear, or is it the same thing as reward-based training? I don't know. But my question is regarding the quantity of food rewards for a puppy. The back of my brain says there, there, the puppy's metabolism is so high at that age that you can, you can use treats without discretion for the most part. And it's only when they reach adulthood that you may have to moderate the quantity of treats versus exercise. Is that true? Okay, good questions, good questions. Cindy says, I tend to use my puppy's daily rations as rewards for training so that I make myself more valuable to the dog. In other words, we spend the first from eight weeks to nine months or so of our dog's life, working on building a communication uh, level with our dogs and working more importantly on developing a relationship with our dogs. And by that I mean we want us to be very valuable to our dogs. We don't worry so much in these early stages of training uh, to teach behaviors. That's not necessary. If you focus on building a relationship with your dog and building a communication system with your dog in the first nine months, 10 months, 11, when it gets to be the time to teach them a behavior, it goes so much quicker, so much quicker. So anyway, I digress. She said, Cindy says, I'm not giving treats that may or may not upset my puppy's GI function. I've raised all my personal puppies for the last 15 plus years using their daily food ration uh, in short but frequent 
training sessions. I'm also a raw feeder, so I use freeze-dried forms of food. I feed so I'm controlling the quality and quantity of nutrition and getting them their daily calories in a way that teaches them skills I will need to use later on. Basically, she's talking about developing our communi communication skills. This is not the place to talk about that. As far as treats go, we're, treats are really anything the dog likes. It doesn't matter whether you or I think this is a treat. If the dog thinks it's a treat, it's a treat. And since I tend to choose dogs that have a strong working ethic in food drive, using their daily food is what works for me. For some dogs, you may need to go to cheese or chicken or something that's not really their daily diet because not all dogs have super huge food drives. And those dogs you're gonna to have to, that comes under the category, you need to work with the dog that's sitting in front of you. There is no th such thing as a set of rules that every dog gets trained this way. You need to work with what's in front of you, you need to think outside the box, and you need to work together to get it done. Cindy says, I really try to not do the cheese and chicken route with little puppies if I can help it since they're growing so quickly. I want their calories to come from a balanced, high quality food drive, or high quality food as much as possible. So that's what Cindy's first response was, but then the lady came back, and I'll read it. That is also what I intend to do for the most part, but I still want to establish good manners when it comes to eating. Example, resource guarding. And by that I mean she wants to prevent resource guarding with her puppy. And I'll talk about that in a minute. And I still have a regular, I, will, I want to stop and control resource guarding and I still want to have a regular feeding schedule with some amount of food going in the bowl. I guess I'm inquiring more about calorie count than anything else. If I have a set amount of food for the regular diet that I use throughout the day and require more than that in the form of healthy treats appropriate for training because we are active that day, so she's saying she wants to have healthy treats for a day that the puppy's more active. When do I cross the line on weight gain or rate of growth? I also know I can use other forms of rewards and can consult my veterinarian when I get back to work. Um, that will help me. Cindy comes back here because Cindy is really, really way more educated on feeding. She, she handles all the food for our dogs. I don't even try and compete with her. Although I learned from her by standing and watching. And I learned from her when she says, come and get the food bowls, it's time to go feed the dogs. Well, they're already full when I go to get them. I'm telling the truth now. If I have to feed my dogs, I can feed my dogs pretty close to the way she can, just not as good. They're not gonna die of starvation, that's for damn sure. Not that hers do either. The great thing about dogs and dog training is that you can really do whatever works best for you and your puppy. I was a vet tech. 
a long time ago for over 15 years. I've bred a lot of litters and trained countless dogs, but I admit I kind of, I kind of wing it when it comes to feeding and how much to feed my puppies. I look at my dogs every day and maybe grab an extra handful of meat or mackerel or duck neck if they look like they're getting a little ribby in the sides. If the puppies are looking a little skinny, she adds a little more food. If they look chunky, I just feed them a bit less. <laughs> we don't eat, we, meaning you, me, people, we don't eat the same amount of food each day. People don't. So why would we expect our puppies to eat the same amount of food every day? They have different exercise schedules, different growth rates. So you have to modify it. We modify it by feeling them. We want to feel the puppy's ribs. We want to see the, feel their loin. We try the, a thinner puppy, not a skinny puppy, but a puppy that's a little bit thinner is a healthier puppy. Cindy says, so I take the same approach with my puppies. Puppies go through numerous growth periods where they need more calories to maintain weight. I think being a good observer and putting your hands on your puppy daily will give you the guidelines that you need. That's really good advice too. As for manners around feeding, here's what I meant by the beginning of this video. And first I'll read what we have here and then we'll talk about it. As for manners around feeding, I build a relationship through training and fair rules. And that fair rules is important because we'll talk about them. I don't ever work on preventing resource guarding as an exercise with puppies because in some cases you may actually create, accidentally create mistrust in your puppy. I manage the puppy, I teach them how to engage and play with me, and I set them up for success. Later, I'll have an obedient relationship and language that we can both understand, and that means I likely won't ever have to deal with resource guarding. And I wanna talk about what she's talking about here. We get these emails from people that, oh, I have my dog food and I want them to teach, to learn that I'm the pack leader and that I can put my hand in the dog bowl while they're eating, I can take the dog bowl away anytime they're eating. That's stupid. This is drop dead stupid. How would you feel? You're sitting there at your Christmas dinner and your mom and your dad or whoever walks up and takes your plate away. Walks up and says, oh, that looks pretty good. I think I'll take that chicken leg. You know, that's stupid too. You're doing the same thing when you do it with your dog. You don't need to show them that you're your pack leader, which is a crazy term that over the years, I've, I don't like it anymore. But anyway, you don't need to go up there and prove to them that you can take their food away or you can put your hand in their bowl where they'll eat. It makes no sense. What we do is we'll put our, and, and, and I'll give you an example. The, the puppy I'm raising, we're raising right now is a chihuahua. She's, in, I don't know how old she is, 13, 14 months old right now. But when she was little, <laughs> We saw one time where she could be a little nasty around her food bowl. So we're not gonna correct her for doing that. And I mean, she go, rah, rah, rah. okay. The first time we saw it, that was all we really needed to know. Going forward, we don't do that. We put the food bowl down and we let her, we let her finish it. We don't try and take it away. We don't try and do anything. The same thing goes with her toys. We don't, if she's guardy around her toys, she's gonna be guardy around her food bowl. We don't try and take the toy away, we'll trade her. Or 
with relationship to food, we just pick the bowl up when it's empty, when she's off playing with her toys. It's a non-issue. And then in our play, outside of her X-Pen, you know, we'll pick her up and then we'll take the toy away. We'll, we'll play with her, with the toy, toss a toy, she brings it back, toss another toy, she brings it back, toss a toy, here, give me that one, I'll toss that one again. That's how she learns that we're fair with them. We want our dogs to understand that we are always fair with them. We don't have to beat them into it. We're gonna teach them that we're fair and we expect them to follow the rules that we have. And with like this little puppy of ours, I, you know, like I said, I bred German Shepherds, tough, tough German Shepherds my whole life. And I never had one that was as guardy as this little Chihuahua around her food bowl when we first saw it. So now we don't fool with it. And we also do not let our other dogs go near that X-Pen when she has food in there. We just don't do it. And if the other dogs go near the X-Pen and she happens to have one of her toys and she gets a little guardy about that, we tell her no, but we tell the other dog, get out of there. This has nothing to do with yours, so don't antagonize her. So that's how we're building the rules for your dog. And in this case, if you follow that protocol, you don't have to worry about your dog being guardy around food as they grow up, because they're gonna learn, why would they be guardy towards me? I've never done anything with them. I don't try and take her food bowl away. I don't try and stick my hand in her food bowl. I'm fair, I go get her and we go outside. I go get her and toss a toy over there and she can play. It's more, being with him is more interesting than this empty food bowl. <laughs>